0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly! The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Gene Carroll, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. You know, keeping a house looking nice takes a lot of your time. Even we men know that. But you ladies get a whole lot of satisfaction from it, don't you? For instance, when you look at your shining floors, all brightly polished with Johnson's glow coat, you really feel good. That's a big advantage of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat Gives your linoleum and other floors such a really bright shine. Very easy to use. There's no rubbing or buffing. You just apply a Glow Coat and let it dry. But ah, that beautiful wax polish! Of course, you know how easy it is to keep a glow coated floor looking nice. Just wipe up dirt and spill things with a damp cloth, and your linoleum is clean again. Its color is bright and fresh as ever. Why not get some Glow Coat and see how really beautiful this Glow Coat shine is? Your dealer has it. Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coast, the floor finish that gives a brighter shine. As Molly McGee once said about two hours ago, people who live in houses with glass windows shouldn't practice fly casting in the living room. She was speaking, of course, about the living room in the home of Bibber McGee and Molly. You well,
1: know, there's one thing about a house with a broken window, dearie. It looks lived in. Yep. By tramps. <laughs> well,
2: we needed a new glass in that window, anyway. We did. Yep. It was all scratched up where I used a cold chisel to scrape the frost off at the time them new people moved in across the street, and I wanted to see if they had a decent lawnmower because the one I borrowed from Doc Gamble is just about wore out.
3: Well,
1: uh, you spent enough time at the hardware store to get a window pane with the Battle of Gettysburg in stained glass.
2: Hmm. Get one? My dear girl, I got seven of them. Seven new panes of glass. Huh?
1: You got stock in Owens, Illinois or something?
3: Mm-hmm. Single pane of glass was ninety
2: cents, and I got seven of them for six bucks and a half.
1: Oh. That's interesting. When we go out to get a new car, remind me to lock you in the basement.
2: Well, I figure a few extra panes of glass are good to have around the house. Hand me that putty, will you? Here.
1: Hmm. Smells good, doesn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Smells so far, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It ought to smell good. I keep it in one of your old cold cream jars.
3: <laughs> Hold this
2: stain steady, will you, while I stick the rest of the putty on? That's it. Very neat, McGee. Well, you know me, kiddo. Always the artist. I figure if the job is worth doing and you can't get out of it, it's worth doing well.
3: <laughs>
2: I remember one time in manual training. I was making a pool table at the time, and my teacher, Miss Walsh, said the pockets were too... Come
1: Come in. Mm-hmm. Hello there, Dr. Gamble. Do come in. Hello,
2: my dear. And how are you today, shortening bread? You smearing up that window so the neighbors won't see you cheating at solitaire?
3: <laughs> you can't
2: diagnose a case of a guy putting in a new window pane, rumble seat. You graduated from the wrong correspondence school.
1: He broke it with his fishing rod, Doctor. He was practicing fly
3: casting.
2: Yeah. Well, at least he's getting more accurate. I've seen him casting out of Dugan's Lake, and he couldn't even hit the water. (laughs) What are you talking about, medicine ball? The fish you have your picture taken with, I wouldn't use for bait.
1: Now, look, boys. If you're going to start this fishing talk, I'm going upstairs and read the city directory. What? I might as well have a really dull time.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, don't go away, my dear.
2: I'll try to keep the conversation on some subject your husband understands.
4: Is there something you understand, Picklefoot? (laughs)
2: Yes, grunion bucket. <laughs> I understand pee Germain went to the country club dance the other night with the Mayor Trivia. She had my permission. Oh, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> That's a snicker, Docky. Uh-huh. The reason Cupid don't wear clothes is because he'd spend all his time laughing up his sleeve at simple-minded Romeos like you. <laughs>
1: Don't you dance, Doctor?
2: Like a wounded blimp, he dances.
3: <laughs>
2: on the contrary, Melon Head, I dance very well. I got two silver cups for doing the Charleston in 1926. By the way, do they still
1: dance the Charleston? <laughs> no, Doctor. And the Black Bottom is on the way out,
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> How about the polka beer barrel? <laughs>
2: <laughs> or won't Fifi dance that with you, too, either? For your information, needle nose, Miss Tremaine and I. Better take it, Pat. So it's probably your office with bad news. One of your patients is recovering. <laughs> That's what he gets for disregarding my advice. <laughs> Hello, Gamble speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Mrs. Clatterhatch.
1: Carrigan.
2: What was that, Mrs. Clatterhatch? Willie swallowed a handful of pennies? Well, I'll be over as soon as I can. Now, don't worry about it. I predicted this would happen, remember? Okay, Mrs. Clatterhatch. You predicted what would happen, wise guy? That the
1: boy would swallow a handful of pennies?
2: In a way, yes. I said that one of these days he was bound to get some sense into him.
3: <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: Hey, did you see what that clumsy ox did? He slammed the door so hard that window pane fell out again.
1: That rat the dead. Oh, now, now, put another oh. one in, dearie. I'll call Lena to clean up the broken pieces.
3: Oh, Lena, <laughs> Lena! Oh, the music goes round and round, la 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 la
1: You know you don't have to call me more than once, Mrs. McGee. I'm always right there at the door listening to everything. <laughs>
2: You heard anything of interest, Lena? Well, when
1: you told the doctor, he danced like a wounded simp, Mr. McGee. Oh!
3: <laughs>
1: you know, I doubled up so far, I bursted a garter.
3: <laughs> a wounded simp. <laughs> oh,
1: Lena, he didn't say simp.
2: I said blimp.
1: Blimp! Oh! Gosh, <laughs> that's, that's even funnier, Mr. McGee. I wish I... Oh! There goes my other garter. <laughs> I like to work here is because Mr. McGee is so much like my father, so comical and all. Oh. Uh, what'd your father do, Lena? A uh, papa was a printer, Mrs. McGee. Made an awful lot of money, the poor old fellow.
2: What do you mean, poor old fellow? I thought he made a lot of money.
1: Yeah, five-dollar bills. Look... <laughs> government didn't like it either. (laughs) No, they don't, Lena. You know, they're funny about little things like that. Yeah, and then Papa took me to Russia to study opera. Oh, we traveled all through Russia. Cross-country? Yes, it is awfully. (laughs) Uh, Lena, uh, did you ever do anything with your music? Well, I was told several times what to do with it, but... <laughs> but of course, those were just little mean cracks, you know. I did sing in a nightclub once, a cabaret. No kidding, Lena. For well, how long? Oh, for just a few minutes. You know. <laughs> You know, the people on the stage didn't like it. Oh, I did Jealous, I suppose. But the customers just loved it. <laughs> did they really? Yes, you know, one of them was so anxious to buy me a drink, he couldn't wait and he threw a bottle right at me. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh, that was quite an experience. Were I you in a nightclub all alone? Oh, my goodness, no, Mr. Mickey. I was with my ex-boyfriend. He's the one I'm going with now, you know. <laughs>
3: Well, uh, if
1: you're still going with him, why do you call him your ex boyfriend? Well, that's how he signs all his letters, X.
2: <laughs> you mean you don't even know his name?
1: Well, he never asked me mine. <laughs> Gosh, and I don't want to seem bold. Well, I guess you'd like to have me sweep up all this busted glass, wouldn't you? I'll get the carpet sweeper. Zippity doo dah Zippity doo
0: The orchestra, and it's a good day.
1: child.
2: I got a new window paint in. See, it's all set. Well, I hope
1: this one
2: stays in. It's going to stay all right. Some lunkhead don't bang that door again before the putty gets dry. It takes two or three hours. Now, whoever that is, tell them to go easy when they go out. Everybody's been slamming the door like they'd missed a payment on the piano. Okay,
1: I'll, I'll tell
2: them, dearie. Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp, old man. Hello, folks. <laughs>
4: Before I forget it, Mr. Wimple, close the door gently when you go out, will you, please? Well, I guess I can take a hint. Goodbye now. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, 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 don't leave, Wimple. I just put a new pane of glass in this front window. Climbing the door makes it fall out.
4: Oh. <laughs>
3: oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a minute I was being thrown out and I felt right at home.
3: <laughs>
4: Broken, was it?
3: No,
2: no, it wasn't broken. It was just worn out from watching parades through. Don't
1: be sarcastic,
4: McGee. Himself here broke it with his new fishing rod, Mr. Wimple. Do you fish? Not very much, Mrs. McGee. Not since I caught a mini one day and fought for three hours.
2: What, for three hours? A
4: minnow? No, a mini. Oh. Minnie wise and true. He <laughs> was sitting on the dock and my cook got caught in his hair. Oh, what a fight. <laughs>
2: well, I can understand why you gave up fishing, Wimp.
4: Yes. Yeah, I'd rather have more time than my bird book, anyway. You're
1: what, Mr. Wimper?
4: My bird book.
1: <laughs>
4: Before I got my bird book, I got quite a boot out of baseball. Baseball, eh? Ever play any professional ball, Wimp? Well, I was a buck boy for the Boston Blades. <laughs> but as a player, I never got to first base. I was quite put out.
3: <laughs>
4: Every time.
3: <laughs> you prefer watching
1: birds to baseball, Mr. Wimple? Oh, well, yeah.
4: I'd rather take my brownie and fill my bird book with blow ups of bluebirds and bobolinks and <laughs> barn swallows than heat my brains out batting a ball from base to base and being berated by the boys on the bench. <laughs> since what happened yesterday. What did happen yesterday,
1: Mr. Wimple?
4: Well, that was my day for putting a new pane of glass in the window, Mrs. McGee.
1: How'd you bust yours,
4: Wimple?
2: I'll bet Sweetie Face had something to do with it.
4: Mm, my big old wife. <laughs> yes, she did. Tell us about it. Well, <laughs> I was up in the attic reading my big book, and I found my old baseball stuff. Uh-huh. So I was practicing my batting stance in the dining room. Oh.
1: I suppose your hand slipped and you threw your old bat through the window.
4: No. She came in just then and threw me too. <laughs> the <laughs> I'll be very careful going out. Goodbye now. So long, Wallace. Hmm. Well, that's a lot better if everybody would only think of it. Is that all right, Mr. McGee? Oh,
3: that was fine, Mr. Wimper.
2: I'm
4: glad.
1: Don't say it, McGee. Can I think it? Well, there's no way I can wash your mind out with soap. Put another paint in
2: there. Okay. I bet if them paints fit a little tighter, they wouldn't keep falling out like this.
1: What'd you measure them with before you bought
2: them? A piece of string, but it fell in a puddle on the way to the store and shrunk a little. That's why the paints are too small. I see. It'll be okay, though. They fit kind of loose, but I fill mm-hmm. in the extra space with putty, and that way, as soon as the putty drives... The Hello, goes. folks. are I... Hmm, broken glass. Break something?
1: Yes, Mr. Wilcox.
2: Now, there's what I'd call a keen instinct for deduction. <laughs> you walk in, you see some broken glass, and like a flash, your mind goes into high gear, and whammo, up <laughs> you come with the answer. <laughs> With a brain like that, Junior, you ought to go a long way.
0: And just as a suggestion, how about Siberia?
3: <laughs>
0: oh, all right, so it was an obvious remark. But up. look, don't you discount my powers of bedu- uh, deduction. (Laughter) <laughs>
3: It's that deduction. Yeah,
0: well I was a detective once. No kidding. <laughs> Kitten, oh, please? <police? laughs> no. I was a house detective in a Chicago hotel one summer. Oh, How
1: exciting. Oh,
2: why'd you ever give up the job, Junior? asked Little Fiverr, the fun loving rover, knowing darn well he should
0: have kept his big fat mouth shut.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's quite a story.
1: I'll
0: just bet. I was prowling the halls one night when a fellow I knew got out of the elevator man named Connolly, advertising manager for Johnson's Wax. see what I mean? He had a lot of heavy cans under his arm. Yeah. I helped him into his room with them. They were cans of Johnson's self-polishing Gluco. That's enough, Junior. The rest is history. You asked for this story, and by George, you'll listen to it. Yeah, but I don't... We do see... know
2: what you're going to say. The...
0: Well, sir, for 40 minutes, he told me all about Gluco. How yeah. it shines as it dries. How it requires no rubbing or buffing. How it brings back the beauty to weary old linoleum. What's that got to do with... Hush, alcohol? hush, hush.
3: He told me how
0: the proudest housekeepers in the land use glow coat because it's practically the symbol of a well-kept home. Yeah, but... Why, I was beginning to think that with one simple application of glow coat, you could wipe the shame off a pickpocket's record. Yeah,
1: but I'm sure that we... Well,
0: by the time he got through, I was so enthusiastic about Johnson's glow coat, I gave up house detecting and took up house protecting. Look, Waxy. Yes? (laughs) Why don't you go back to work in the hotel
2: as a house detective?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It must
2: be an awful bore, you
0: coming in here every week like this. Oh, no, not a chance, pal. That work was really boring.
3: No
0: excitement at all? Hardly any. Most people just call the house Dick when they lose their keys. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I gave those boys the idea for that song. What song? Open the door, Dick. Well,
3: see you later. (laughs)
2: Why do I ever ask that guy a question? He's been giving us the same answer for 12 years.
1: Well, if he couldn't keep giving the answers, he wouldn't have lasted 12 years. <laughs> can I help him put in another pane of glass, dearie? No,
2: thanks. I can handle it. Needs a little more putty than I've been giving it. that's all.
1: Well, then I'm going upstairs and help Lena change the bed. Don't forget to clean up when you get through, Oh, Okay,
2: Tootsie. Ah, there goes the good kid.
3: I'll
2: bet she sometimes wishes she was back in Peoria teaching piano to the kids. At least they could learn something. Well, as I'm just the kind of an income poop that can't even put a pane of glass back in the window. Where's that putty,
3: poor
2: here? Come in.
1: Hi, mister. Oh, hi, <laughs>
2: Keeney. Now, you better stay over there away from the broken glass.
1: Oh, what you doing, mister? What you been doing? What you been? Hmm, watch it.
2: Been putting a new pane of glass in this front window, sis.
1: Oh, gee, have you?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Uh, huh? I said have you. Have I what? Been putting some new glass in the window. Who? You.
2: I know it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was the old
2: switcher, wasn't it, yeah. Mr. <laughs> yeah, well, we had to do it sometimes.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right to
2: be in the groove till it gets to be a rut.
3: Yeah. Now,
2: excuse me if I uh, work while you talk. What's on your mind? Oh, I... Hmm? I says, what's on your mind? I'm very busy Eh? You haven't got anything in particular to tell Oh, us? but I
1: have, Mr. Averton. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about training doggies?
2: I'm afraid not, Peony. I had a pointer once, but he wore himself out flushing the cuckoo clock. <laughs>
3: Well,
1: I'm having some trouble with Margaret, mister. Who's Margaret? She's my dog. You mean
2: she's your dog?
1: No, Margaret's a little boy dog, I bet you.
2: But Margaret's a girl's name.
1: Well, he was named after his mother and his
3: mother was a girl.
2: Oh, I see
3: Hmm?
2: I said I see See what? Never mind (laughs) What's the matter with Margaret?
3: She cries all the
1: time Maybe
2: she's got a toothache or something Why don't you take her or him or it to a vet?
1: We did, I bet you And he said she was in perfectly good health
2: Hmm. What kind of a dog is it?
1: He's a boxer Hmm.
2: Maybe his trunks are too tight (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hmm?
2: Look, sis, I'm very busy what are Margaret's symptoms? Don't you know what she's crying about?
3: Sure, I do.
2: You do?
1: Sure. But I don't know what to do about the Well,
4: what does your dog cry about? What's her trouble?
1: Well, she's just so confused, mister. Yeah? She just don't know what to do. Oh. You see, when my daddy does the car to work, she waits for him to leave the garage, and then she runs ahead of him for two or three blocks.
2: Yeah.
1: And now she never knows which way to t- run.
2: Why
3: not? Well,
1: my daddy just got a new Studebaker. <laughs> don't anymore. So long, mister.
0: The Kingsmen sing Wyoming Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh,
5: why, oh, why Did I ever leave Wyoming Why, oh, why did I ever have to go And curvy, and the women are the same. Where cowboys all yaw yeah, whoopie as Larry the lariat they twirl, and timber timberwolves yell yeah, timber, and
3: every pretty girl.
5: Oh, why oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Oh, why oh, why did I ever have to go Oh, why oh, why did I ever leave Wyoming? Oh, there's a sheriff back there looking for me. I can't go, and I can't go, and I Every time I hear that fiddle play I wonder why, oh, why I didn't say Back home in Wyoming where they never heard of beer They use iodine for ketchup and for strychnine in their beer And all my pals is Casper who are just as tough as nails They get their daily exercise, the bus out of jail My uncle up and Cheyenne is as honest as the sun worked six years in a bathhouse and he never took a one. The sheriff finally got him and no more will Uncle wrong. They caught him working in a bank and they
1: you've put in so far, McGee? This is the fourth one.
2: See how smart I was to get seven new ones?
1: Very far-sighted. But why don't they stay in?
2: And the putty's too fresh, I guess. It's got to dry before it holds the glass in. Uh-huh. A little more around the
1: top. Maybe this time if you braced it with something. Yeah, let me come in. Oh, McGee, it's the mayor. Good day, Your Honor. Good
2: day, Molly. Hello, McGee. Busy? No, nope, almost done, trip. Just putting a new window glass in. Every time the door slams, the window falls out. Hey, you're just the guy I've been wanting to talk to. Yeah? Yeah. Weren't you in the Navy during the war? I was in the Coast Guard, McGee. Why? I've been hearing a rumor that the Navy is going on a strike. Well, that's ridiculous. That would be mutiny. Why should they strike? I hear they're asking for porthole to porthole pay.
3: <laughs> Don't
2: you get it, kid? Porthole to porthole? It's a play on words. You see, when you say porthole, it sounds like porthole. That <laughs>
1: just ain't funny, McGee. Yeah? <laughs>
2: That's odd. I thought that up while I was shaving this morning and laughed so hard I almost fell in a bathtub.
3: <laughs>
2: My suggestion would be to
0: grow a beard, McGee. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, you still got
1: your uniform?
0: Oh, yes, yes. I tried them on again just the other evening. Getting a little tight. <laughs> well, there's
2: no accounting for what a guy will do in that condition, LaTrip.
1: <laughs>
5: in what condition?
1: What you just said, getting a little tight. <laughs> I can just see you wobbling around trying to get those bell-bottom pants on while you...
5: I was there. not.
0: That is not what I said. I merely stated oh, that the uniform. Oh, forget it, Littred, Forget
2: it. None of our business if you want to tie one on now and then.
1: <laughs>
2: How'd your uniforms fit, by the way? I just told you. They were getting a little snug.
1: Well, you probably had them buttoned all
0: wrong.
1: Yeah. Try them on again sometime when you're perfectly sober and... I am
0: always... <laughs> Always soberly perfect. Perfectly sober. I said that the night I tried my uniforms on again, I was a little... I mean, the uniforms were a little... Hey, hey, I'll bet that was
2: the night you took Fifi Tremaine to the country club dance. Boy, the punch they serve at them brawls would dissolve the back teeth on a (laughs) bandsaw.
3: I remember one time... Please,
2: let me make myself clear. I do not drink. I have always been a man. Mr. Mayor. Mr. Mayor,
1: don't get excited. My goodness, we're not reproaching you.
2: I should say not, partner. We're tolerant people. We got our weaknesses and you got yours. My weakness is drawing mustaches on magazine covers. Your weakness is... My
0: weakness is letting you monkey Makey out of me. <laughs> I mean,
5: getting myself involved in one of these ridiculous regiments. You know very well I'm a so to-teedler. A teedler-toler. Well, I never stop a lick of harder and... You said it. It was all a charge up front.
3: I didn't.
5: You were the one who said it.
0: I'll... <laughs> McGee? <laughs> yes. Did you say that every time the door slammed, that window fell out?
1: Yes, he did, Mister Mayor.
0: That's what I thought he said. Good day. Oh!
2: I'll bet he done that on purpose.
3: Gee, do you suppose he could have
1: been, uh, you know...
2: I don't think so. I didn't smell it on him. <laughs> well, maybe he was chewing sense then. <laughs> hey, I knew I should have broke that last pane of glass into the window.
1: Yeah, if the putty would dry any quicker, maybe it would... Excuse me, folks. Has any one of you two people saw anything of my cold cream? I haven't, Lena. Where'd you see it last? On top of the refrigerator. <laughs> it just seems to have put in a disappearance. Uh-huh. You know, they should have told me it was vanishing cream when I bought it. <laughs> I bought it at a one cent sale because the one cent I really love is cold cream. <laughs> oh, there it is. I'm afraid you're just a tease, Mr. McGee. Hey, hey, come back here with that, Lena. That's my putty. No, sir, your putty is still on the back porch where you left it. This is my cold cream. What? <laughs>
2: Oh, I've been pasting them windows in with cold cream.
1: Puts a different complexion on the matter, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> isn't it a pity you didn't have the pot of to pass it? Oh
3: no. It isn't worth
0: it. <laughs> and Molly, we'll return in just a moment. You know, some women seem to have a special knack for keeping their homes charming and beautiful with very little effort. How do they do it? The secret is wax. Wax that adds a rich luster and gleaming polish to floors, furniture, and woodwork. Of course, I don't mean that Johnson's wax is a sort of magic wand you wave to make your house beautiful. You do have to apply it and polish it. But certainly the results are almost a miracle. A very little Johnson's paste or liquid wax will give even your dullest floor a really lovely, shining beauty. Polish your tabletops and sideboard with a little Johnson's cream wax. And you'll hardly know them. They glow and sparkle so. Fact is, everything that Johnson's Wax touches, from leather goods to woodwork, from Venetian blinds to kitchen equipment, fairly gleams with bright, polished beauty. And it's so easy to keep a wax-protected surface sparkling clean, too, with just an occasional light dusting. Try it, won't you? Johnson's Wax. taste, liquid and cream. <laughs>
1: that window put back in, McGee.
2: Yeah, me too. I was
0: beginning to feel so ashamed. Ashamed of what? Draft dodging. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Rota, speaking for the makers of Johnson's White Products, the home and industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Good night.